when hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Welcome Home Podcast. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 146 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. What's up, guys? I'm I'm, I'm wearing my Haunted River Country shirt right now. I'm I'm representing at home here. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um. So, what have you guys been up to? What's what's going on? Uh, nothing. Just getting ready for Thanksgiving, as we were talking about, because we're weird Canadians and do Thanksgiving <laughs> way early. So. <laughs> You mentioned that, like, it, it, do you think it's kind of better, though, because you got a bigger gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas? And I kind of agree yeah. with that, because we always used to have to make a decision of, like, whether we were going to go home or not, because if we, like, went home for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, it was, like, a 10-hour drive for Thanksgiving, and then we'd come back, and we'd be home for, like, three weeks, and then come back again. You know, like, it was just it was just a lot within a short time period, you know? Right. But, and yeah, that's why I like it better, because, you know, you do it, you, you, you have Thanksgiving, and then you do Halloween, and... You've got a whole month before you have to start thinking about Christmas. So, yeah, it kind of spaces it out nice, I think. Yeah, speaking of Halloween, did we ever decide when we're going to do our live show? What what night were we going to do it? Because I think Halloween's a Sunday this year, right? Halloween is, is a Sunday. Yeah. So maybe Saturday night, the 30th, or do we want to do a Friday night? I don't know what, what when more people are around to watch a live stream. Maybe that sounds like time for a poll. <laughs> see, that's a good see, yeah we could just do yeah. a poll yeah yeah see who's uh see who prefers what yeah because i mean I, I just don't know when more people are around to watch that kind of thing right we gotta figure out what we're gonna do we'll have to crowdsource this yeah <laughs> so all right i mean we could do our own thing and if nobody shows up nobody shows up right <laughs> well that's less that's less fun <laughs> i know but <laughs> all right well Cool. All right, so I, 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 I'm not unprepared for this again, but I think we have we had some new patrons that I wanted to call out, and I probably should have remembered to do that. <laughs> well, Katie is one of them, so I know Katie's one. Welcome, Katie, mm-hmm. to the to to the Patreon. Thank you for for supporting us. We appreciate it. Um, so if anybody wants to check that out, it's uh, patreon.com slash welcome home pod. So check that out. And I, I know some of our early patrons are starting to get their, uh, start starting to get their exclusive merch over the next couple weeks here. So, so that'll be pretty cool. I, we're not even getting any of the merch with the new logo on it. So I feel like we, that's an oversight by us. I feel like we should get some stuff made. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess we can do that whenever, right? Yeah. We can do that anytime we want, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe we should. Yeah. All right. So let's get into listener questions here. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, so we got we got a Chris. Chris says, as our daughter has aged and our Disney habits evolved, what we want out of our ownership has changed. How has your usage evolved over time, and where where do you expect it to change as your families grow in age, room type, length of stay, resort you prefer, etc. 
I, mean, I know you like the whole this episode, man. <laughs> like I, I can't even. I, it's just this is this is a whole wait list at this point. Really? Absolutely. I mean, I can answer this. I think succinctly for me. You're, you're, what, you're, how old is your daughter again? Three. She's well, three. Exactly. Of course you can. <laughs> but I mean, it has changed from not having a kid to having a kid, though. I mean, because before we we had her, we were fine with just staying in studios, and then we stayed in a studio one time with her, and she goes to bed at seven o'clock, and we realized we're never doing that again because you know because we basically had to go to bed at seven o'clock every night because there was nowhere to go. You know, we, we were all in the same room. So that kind of changed once we just, you know, had a kid. We really decided we wanted to start doing bigger rooms, doing, you know, one bedrooms uh, at, at the very least uh, so that we can have at least, you know, we can put her in the room and we can at least do something else if she's going to go to bed or super early, you know? Yeah, right. Right now that makes sense. For for us, It you know, the, the interesting thing is as you get further along, the studio will make sense again. Because, yeah, uh, I mean, like for us, you know, the, the studio works because it's the three of us. And, and you know, we um, it, initially, yeah, we, we had the same issue, like like traveling with her son when he was really young is it's like, yeah, he went to bed super early and we were trying to figure that out. But as he got older and that became less of an issue, the studio makes sense. But, yeah. um, you know, we're in that situation where it, it's just th- the three of us. So. Um, you know, getting a one bedroom, it, it's a nice thing to have, but it's not a necessity because we can function quite well inside of a, a studio, uh, when we travel, but, uh, yeah. and then, yeah, obviously, you know, as Damon said, you know, with, with the way his family is and, and, you know, as they've grown up and everything, you know, totally different <laughs> requirements there. Um, yeah. one thing I, I will say, so, so just talking about, you know, from, from where you are. Tom to where we are. Um, like, like we started taking our son to Disney when he was four. So, you know, about getting close to the same age that you are with, with your daughter. Yeah. And, um, so initially it was like the, you know, the, the packing and the preparation, everything was way higher. And the, the, the nice thing is, is that as they get older, you'll find that you don't, like I, I spent way, way too much time, like even getting ready to go to the parks. It was like, okay, I had to make sure I had the backpack. I had like all this stuff, you know, got to have the snacks, the, yeah, you know, the and, waters. The, <laughs> all exactly. That. And, and and now it's more like the last couple of trips, it's been like, yeah, you know, we've got our, you know, we have our, our day packs and even a couple of times those were even optional for, because we're like, well, you know, we don't need it. Like if we're going back in the evening and we're only going to be in a park for a couple of hours or whatever. And it went from like, yeah, you know, like having the, the bottles and the snacks and everything and, and even things like, uh, like first aid stuff. Like I, I brought way more first aid stuff with me when, when my son was younger. And now it's like, there's like a pack of band-aids somewhere in the bag. I don't know. I mean, it'll, <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> See, I've never brought, I never brought first aid stuff into the park with me. I just always assumed if something happened, I could just go to the first aid station, you know? Right. But I, I guess in the immediate moment, like we've had, uh, and, and actually it's, it's kind of worked out. Like we, we've always brought like, um, like baby wipes and stuff because, you know, they're, they're good for cleaning stuff up. But we've actually like, there's been other people in line that have had something happen with their kids and we've like given out baby wipes to them because, you know, just so they could like, you know, wipe stuff up in the immediate moment before you get to the the first aid station so uh, yeah that makes sense yeah that makes sense i just wanted, i just never thought to bring that stuff so yeah, yeah. I, I guess you know things don't happen most of the time but i i think maybe i over prepare 
for things. So I know it's probably it's better to be over prepared than under prepared, right? So yeah, yeah. All right, so so right. Damon, you don't you don't want to give an answer on this because your answer is too long. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Uh, okay, right. well, uh, Alexis, you want to do Alexis? Yeah, so uh, Alexis says, post-October 1st, with all the 50th fun happening, if you're restricted to only one park, which would you pick based on that which resort? Boardwalk Epcot. Done. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, same thing for me. There is no better park pick than Epcot, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially I, if you, I don't know if you guys have seen videos of the the points of light on the uh, on Spaceship Earth. Oh man, looks so cool. Yeah, uh, Epcot is definitely in a in a huge evolution right now, which makes it very interesting to be there. Yeah, I agree. So, what's yours though, Trevor? Is that yours too? Well, so I, I'm actually torn because I mean I'm I'm going to stay at the Poly. I could actually stay at the Poly and go to either Epcot or Magic Kingdom. But if I had to just limit myself to one park, I'm, you know, actually my wife and I were talking about this the other day, and I think I would go with Epcot as well because we we were just discussing how, like, you know, they they brought out the new map showing the the uh, the neighborhoods, yeah, and and I'm going off of my previous memories, which was there was a lot of construction and there wasn't a lot to do, but now that all these things are finishing up and opening up, there's there is a lot to do in Epcot right now. There's a lot of new stuff, you know, yeah. just brand new stuff. You know, even even Club Cool Cool is still, you know, new and and uh, Creation Shop is new and that whole expansion in, in France that's all new. You know, there's just a lot of newness I feel like going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's that was that was a good one, but it was it was a quick one. I I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but and I like this question because I always have this conundrum in my head. And this is from Dan. What's your line etiquette rules for when people go to the side to either have a picture taken, talk on their phones, play with the things in the queue, or just generally aren't paying attention? This is a tough question, I think. (laughs) I mean, I usually just wait. I mean, it depends on exactly how long you're thinking. I mean, if you're in Toy Story line, though, and someone's taking a picture, Toy Story Mania, and you're in that line, someone's taking a picture, I mean... Man, I just wait. Like, where are you going? Like, the thing is, are you going to pass them to what stand in line again? Like, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Although Toy Story, though, like once you get to Mr. Potato Head, you're like at the end. You know what I mean? You're, like, you're still at- not getting right on the ride. Like, That's you true. still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why take away the enjoyment of somebody else getting to take probably a picture that you have yourself? I mean. Well, I guess the question is, how long do you wait, though? Like, I mean, if they're standing there for 10 minutes, I mean, you're not going to stay there for 10 minutes, right? But, <laughs> like, but who's, who stands there for 10 minutes to take I, Well, picture? I'm just saying, like, is there a limit, you know? Yeah, I think it, it really, you know, taking a picture is definitely that. Yeah, I agree with Damon. Is it, It's something that you would wait for it. And yeah, to that point is, so, okay, so you passed, what, maybe two or three people. So you're two or three people ahead in line. How much time have you actually saved? None. None. But yeah. so if you're on poo and the kids are playing with the honey, the, hmm. I mean, I guess it just depends. Yeah. You, and, and that's where it gets a little interesting is, yeah, some of these rides where they have more interactive cues, like I kind of look at it as, you know, if, if somebody's stopping to play with, something or that you know they're they're clearly like you know engaged in something else you know you kind of give them you know a minute or two and then um especially like if it's kids and the parents are you know very clearly not telling the kids to come on like if if they're just all standing there it's like okay well you're obviously you know you're doing this you can get back in line when you're ready 
I'm going to keep going, right? Like, Yeah, and I would say that if they decide to get back in line and then move up in front of you after, I'm okay with that, too. That doesn't necessarily bother me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the toughest one in this one is uh, is when Seven Dwarves had the, the little gem game in, in that one spot because it was like a lot of people would stand there for a long time and you're, you've already waited a long time in that, in that line. And I just, it, it was just kind of a weird gray area spot mm. there, but I, I, I usually don't I just go, go around them. Yeah. If they're, if they're playing with the gems, you know, they're not, they're engaged in that anyway. Uh, you know, I just go around them. So in that case you go around, you, you walk past. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they're stopping, they're choosing to stop and play with it. If, if, the, you know, they're not going to notice if I get in front of them anyway. Like, and yeah. and there shouldn't be an expectation. Like on the flip side of that is, you know, if you're choosing to to stop and look at something, you really don't have any obligation to expect people to wait for you. Oh yeah, yeah. This this is kind of reminding me of a couple of weeks ago. My wife and I decided to go mini golfing for a night, and there were there was a group in front of us of maybe twenty people. I want to say. Uh, as one whole group and you know i don't know about you guys but i've always had you know mini golf etiquette if you if you have a huge group like that oh, people small, behind Tom, you play through you play Tom, through, you play through. The, the, the same thing with hilton head there was a group of about 12 to 15 and the problem was is that look if you have that many people break it up like go and play yeah. four and then move those four up what they were doing is they had 12 You'd see the four kids would be done, or there's probably even more kids than that, and then they would just hang back and oh, wait yeah. for That's everybody. Happening. That was what you, was happening, yep. Yeah, you can't do that when you have that many people. I think that mini golf, there's like a limit to the amount of people, but no one ever follows that etiquette. Like, it should be five or six, and then your group split between five or six, and they have to move on. The, the problem was is that it was causing such a backup of people, and then nothing in front of them. Yeah. That's right, exactly I'm assuming you had, had the same yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, there was nobody in front of them. We were literally, it was just us and this group of 20 at this entire mini golf course. Yeah, they have, so, you have, like, two, they have two options. They should break up into groups of six and keep it moving or let you play through. Yeah, exactly. But did you ask? <laughs> I would have asked, honestly. We didn't ask. You know, I just kind of always like, because, you know, we always, if we were in like a bigger group, we would just notice that there was a smaller group. I'm like, hey, guys, play pass. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, we didn't say anything. People aren't so, that observant. So, so yeah, that that's the key is, you know, in a big group, if you've got at least that one person that is cognizant and, you know, looking out for smaller groups, then that's when that happens. But if the entire yeah. group is oblivious... Yeah, you know, you, you have to kind of go up and say, "Hey, would you mind if we play through?" Because you know, I'm not going to sit. You're going to miss you. a hole at that point. That's the downside. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but it's it's kind of similar yeah. in this case. You know, it's 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 it is interesting because I I don't um we don't ever cut in front of people unless they wave us through, right? Like, but mm-hmm. personally, so like my wife and I, I know that if we were going to stand somewhere for a little while, we would tell people, you know, oh, go past this, go go, go. you know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't just like leave people up to figure it out. Yeah. We'd probably just tell them to go past us, you know, because um, I don't like holding anybody up. Like it, it, the thing that drives me the most crazy at Disney is when people uh, just kind of lack self awareness and like will when like groups congregate in front of the fast pass line and then you can't even walk into it and it's like that kind of stuff drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but situational awareness is yeah. it, it's not a common thing, unfortunately. <laughs> oh my gosh, that one drives me nuts, man. It's like yeah. it's like. Guys, you're literally blocking the entire walkway. <laughs> Just, you know, somebody say, hey, let's get out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, Anyway, I, I do think it's kind of like a situation by situation thing, though. I think it's, you know, 
You gotta you gotta kind of see because I think it's a different scenario on Seven Dwarfs than it is on on Toy Story, right? So anyway, yeah. Do you want to read Christians? Yeah. So so Chris, Christian asks, why do you think the holiday parties haven't sold out yet? Too expensive? Not enough interest? I'm going in November, but I'm not sure if it's worth it. Only after hours I've done is the DVC ones. So that's actually the key point here about why they haven't sold out is that these are not your typical parties they're after yeah. hours parties and yeah they do come with with a higher um price tag but uh yeah it's it's a different experience right like like i think that's the thing that is probably throwing a lot of people off is that they're not jumping into it because you know it does look more expensive on the surface and i mean that that doesn't mean it's a bad thing though uh, no, and I, you know, I um to to your point, I I I'm just thinking about it though, because like the Halloween parties, a lot of those sold out, right? But the the Christmas parties are a much higher price point, right? And there's way less of them. You think they would have sold out more, you know, or sold out quicker, right? But I mean, maybe they hit the maybe they hit the level. Maybe they went too high. And and yeah, that that could very much be it. Is that uh, you know a lot of because I I know a lot of people said that when they first announced the pricing, it was that. You know, for for the the time that you get the, it, it's a very expensive experience. So, yeah. Um, but also, I I think you you know I I think a lot of it is people are not. I don't think as many people are coming back as we want to believe. Like I I know that we saw the the pictures of the fiftieth and how busy it was for that, but I think overall people are not committing to traveling as much as you or as they would be in the past so that's also a factor too is that you know a lot of these uh like you have to think about the previous christmas and halloween parties before covid there was um you know a lot of the people coming to these were were traveling from wherever like like it wasn't just um people local to to florida or anything like that it was it was coming from all over and actually even further to that is um there was so international travel not not so much from canada to the us but like coming from the uk and and places overseas um they weren't able to travel here and and i think that the travel bans are going to be lifting if i'm not mistaken in the next yeah. like month or something like that so so that's something else to consider too is that you may actually see an uptick in people booking these experiences because people are actually able to travel to the united states so th- there's a bunch of factors here, right? It's not just one thing that's really stopping people from going. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I I think they might have hit a price point that was too high. I just I I think they might have gone higher. <laughs> but I mean, maybe they're okay with that if they don't sell out the parties. I don't know. But it's interesting that they didn't sell out quickly. Yeah, I think I I don't think it's that they're so interested in selling out. I think there's a minimum break point that they're looking for. Yeah. So so yeah, as long as long as they're hitting that that breakpoint, they probably don't care as much about whether or not they're they're complete sellouts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's funny you mentioned the fiftieth stuff because it's you know it, it seemed like all the wait times were so low, but it just like everybody was waiting like hours for merchandise. Like that was what was. I saw a couple videos of people taking videos of the like you know the the lines just for like the popcorn buckets and for the emporium and the popcorn buckets seemed to be the thing. Yeah, I I mean I I get popcorn buckets, but also like 
really? Like yeah. you, you, you <laughs> went all that way to Disney for the 50th. And the first thing on your mind is I got to get a popcorn bucket. Yep. You know, wow. it's, I actually popped onto eBay just to kind of see what the resellers were doing, just to see like if the prices were crazy out of control. And they actually didn't have that much stuff on there. And I don't know if it's because it sold out really fast. Like if people bought really fast and they just, the, the people that the resellers haven't replenished their stock yet, but there just wasn't that much stuff out there. There was some pins and one of the popcorn buckets I think was going for like $70, which I'm trying to think of even how much they sell regular, probably at least. I, I, yeah, I don't know how much they are. Oh, like I, 15, like, 20 bucks, I thought. Yeah, probably 20. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but also give it a week, right? Like, because yeah. <laughs> the other thing to keep in mind is that I know on eBay you can do pre sales uh, of things. Like, you can, you can put up an auction for something that, you know, you're planning to sell in the future, which is kind of weird. But, yeah. um, but I think they also, if you're pre selling something like that, I, I think, Disney may actually be able to flag that stuff and take it down. So it may be that you you didn't see as many listings because people are actually getting their hands on their merch first before they put it up for for sale. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people posting about uh, about the resellers really uh, buying up a lot of the stuff and breaking through some of the the merch limits and stuff like that. I I think it's a tough problem for Disney to solve, but I also don't know how motivated they really are to solve it because I feel like they don't really care who buys the merchandise. <laughs> like it's a matter of priorities right now. Yeah, right. Like there's yeah there, there's a lot of other things going on, and you know you know I would personally I would love to see them you know just start handing out bands for these oh, yeah. resellers, like revoke their annual passes and whatever else. But, uh, they were yeah. doing that for a little while though. I, I remember we talked about this on a podcast. They were, yeah. Yeah. Years ago that they were banning annual, but again, it's hard to find, you know, it, they'd have to track down these people through where they're reselling them. And then, it, you know, or, cause I mean, you, you could have the people that legitimately want to buy, you know, a couple of, you know, maybe you have four people in your family and each one of them wants a popcorn bucket, you know? And, and you know, what I mean? so like, but if those people are coming consistently and, and see, being seen by the same cast members and they could track it somehow, then, you know, maybe they could figure that out. But I, I don't think it's that easy of a problem to solve. I don't, you know. Yeah. It's, it, unfortunately, it is a bit like fighting a Hydra, right? Too. Cause, cause even though you, you may be able to take down one or two that doesn't, you know, more pop up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. So we've got uh, James uh, from Discord. Uh, I've got a question. Can you rent DVC points and add them to your contract? I'm planning a trip to Hawaii, Alani Village in a couple of years, but don't have enough points. So wondering how to add points and thought of this, but I don't know how to approach it. So I think this, this came up in the Discord and a lot of people mentioned one time use points. Which are a good option, right? Mm-hmm. Up to twenty-four points. So depending on how, and, and actually, I, um, yeah, yeah, we had talked about this on Discord a bit. So um, I had mentioned that d- depending on how short he is on points, he can, uh, yeah, um, yeah, you can you can get the one-time use points, which you know 25, 24 points per year. It's something like nineteen dollars a point right now, I think. Yeah, the problem could be he's probably more. He's probably further than twenty four points away, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so then the the other option there is you can, uh, you know, you can talk to another owner and get them to, you know, you you can set something up where you can transfer points from one account to another, or you can rent points, which is effectively the same thing, but you go through like a rental 
agency and, and you know you rent the points add them to your account and, and do it that way so there's there's a few different ways to do it um and i guess it, I didn't see. Sorry, if he uh, was saying that he couldn't bank points. Or, I don't think he. I don't think he responded to to any questions. So, but uh, yeah, it's he could also bank points. He could borrow points. You know, it's 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 tough to know the exact situation. But there's a lot of lot of options here. Yeah. I just realized that we didn't do a Damon shirt uh, total. We we <laughs> were we going to oh, announce yeah. that. Yeah, it was, but we were going to do it after the questions. So I was just waiting patiently. Okay, I thought you know I thought maybe we would do that first. But okay, we we're going to do it now. So no, because then got people a might not listen to respons- the episode anymore. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we got a shocking <laughs> amount of responses to this. Shocking amount of responses. So 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 no one won, unfortunately. But but Rick was really close. So it was two seventy. What did I say? I typed it in our chats. Two seventy seven. I think two seventy seven, which is like twelve away, which is pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I thought think it was funny. Some people went really low, and some people went really high. <laughs> Four hundred and seventy shirts. I mean, I, I guess that's possible. You know, the the interesting thing is, is I didn't necessarily go into the attic to see if there was any boxes I haven't unpacked from my moves because my house, when we moved down to North Carolina, the first house that we bought probably wouldn't have stored all those shirts, so I might have left some in boxes. But I don't think so. I think so. I think that two seventy seven is what's in my closet now is probably official. But here's the thing, since nobody won, what we will do is I do have three favorite shirts. Um, I guess we're going to put it out here like this. Rick is going to get a sec, uh, a fourth guess, let's say. Everyone else can have three guesses of what they think is on all those favorite shirts. Oh and then whoever <laughs> so comes closest, to, I guess. To, to qualify, are they win. Disney shirts or? None Disney? of them are Disney. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, wow. So none of them are Disney. So that makes it a little bit more difficult. But, you know, Rick, I'll give you four guesses. Everyone else can get three guesses. And whoever gets closest, I think, will get the prize. I, I thought someone would have gotten within 10, but I guess not. So here we go for uh, part two. And, and I'll start that thread because I don't think we need 8 million threads. It was a pain for me to look through all the threads. <laughs> that was, they were all over the place. They were. So yeah. I, I will start that thread. And then... This just means we're pushing back our heist question, which will be the third winner of the year back a little bit. Um, I guess we'll have to still do it before the Halloween one, so it's gonna be a busy month. Yeah, we got a lot we got a lot of fun stuff going on. I feel like we need to like line up some like guests or something for the Halloween show. Like uh, try to see if we can get Ziggy in. Everybody's been asking for Ziggy forever, so <laughs> Ziggy for the Halloween. Yeah, I mean whoever yeah, yeah. is guesting has gotta go video and they gotta do um they have to be dressed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Z- yeah. Ziggy might be tough out of country, that, that lag. Yeah, it's a little tough. That is you have tough. to say. Plus, also, you know, it, it's also probably going to be like, you know, crazy early in the morning or something for him. Of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but we'll see what we could do. I, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll invite some of our old guests that we haven't talked to in a while and see if we can get some people on the show. So maybe we can get, a, get Derek and Marissa to come on in costume. <laughs> that could be fun. Yeah. That might be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. We haven't talked to those guys in a while, so cool. All right. Well, thanks for all the guesses, by the way. Honestly, it's funny because I know, Damon, you just kind of threw that out there as like a funny thing, but that like we had no idea how many people were going to respond to that. And like the whole Facebook group was just filled with guesses on shirts. So that was really funny. It's it's funny how these little things that we just, you know, that just come up spur of the moment, uh, you know, resonate with you guys sometimes. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, Galactic Star Cruiser opening March first, twenty twenty two, and the uh, 
let's talk specifically about the fact that DVC members actually get early access to making reservations. But they get early access, but they get they have to use points. Which is quite a caveat. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what those points are going to be. It's going to be ridiculous, right? I mean, yeah, if we just do simple math on it. Yeah. Right, I think it's that? kind of... It's weird that they're requiring it to be points. Like, why would they no, just give I us early access? Huh? Because they don't want it to be filled with all just DVC members. You have to give other people the opportunity. And yeah. by putting it to points, they, they can limit it. Kind yeah, of sort of. yeah, some people... that It'll cut off some people from considering it if it's points. Yeah. That's that's a good point. It's going to be it's a not lot. Really, it's not really that bad. I mean, you're going to be talking about 300 points for three people, 300 and something points in theory for three people. For each person is what you're saying? No, no, no. For Because it says for a party of two adults and one child, and so 59.99 for three adults and one child. So for three adults and one child, I mean, you're looking at 300 and something points, right? Somewhere so. in that range. What? Because cruise is more, more than that, I feel like. But if you just go straight points... You know, you kind of give it that in-between number, how much points are worth in theory. It's going to be, you know, mid to high threes. I mean, that's mm-hmm. doable for people, especially, you know, if they have 200 points and double up. I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot more points than that. Because <laughs> there's a I mean, it might be. there, you know, kind of. Yeah. It might be. I mean, but again, even if it's so, – so call that last one 500 points. It's not like that's out of the realm of people. I mean, all of us could do that if we just banked and – yeah. Paid a year and borrowed a year, like it's it's not out of the realm, which is surprising. Yeah, I mean, I I'm going to be interested to see. It's weird that they haven't published the charts on this yet, considering this is going to start October seventh to ninth, and they're not going to publish the chart till the seventh. So, <laughs> I mean, again, it makes sense. It gives other people the opportunity because right, you, you can't really think about it that long, which is probably what they're shooting for here. Yeah, I I think yeah, they're definitely they don't want to publish it because some people will position themselves to, you know, get bookings or like companies said, might position themselves. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly it, right? Is that you know there? I know there's some people out there that have an excess of points, and unfortunately, it could turn into that awkward position where somebody, you know, books up a bunch of reservations and then resells them. Yeah, so well, I, th- I think they're yeah. trying to avoid that. Well, it, I, I think they're also looking for an opportunity to purge, you know, some points from the system too, right? Yeah, this is, absolutely. This-, this is a great way to do it when you think about it. I, I'm like I said, I'm a little disappointed because I really wanted to be there. I just can't do it yet. Like I just can't do it. Like with with COVID, like I'm not trying to be in a box with the same people for that length of time. I mean, it's it just not trying to do it. Can't do it. You feel like March 1st is, is too early? Too early, man. I can't do it. I just can't. Yeah, You, you don't think do enough's going to change between now and March? I don't know. I thought that for a year and a half, and guess what? It didn't. I'm still canceling my Thanksgiving reservation. So, Fair you know, point. yeah, not not really. Plus, the, the other problem is is that, you know, be inside. Yeah. I just, I don't love that inside part about it. You know? Yeah, I so, guess. Anyway, I can't do it, everybody. I would have loved to have been there the first week, but I just, I can't do it. Yeah, I guess it would be different if it was actually, like, outdoors, right? There's a lot of interaction, too. Yeah. Right? When you go to a regular hotel, you don't really interacting with your neighbor or, you know, all the collective neighbors of the hotel. And I just, for me, that's not where I want to be just yet. But I will say that this kind of tags on to something that we're going to talk about later. You know, this Magic Band Plus, I'm wondering if this Magic Band Plus is going to be utilized 
for this. It kind of makes sense timing wise that maybe, but maybe there'll be something that will allow them because they, they do make this note of, you know, play like a bounty hunter in a galaxy far away, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, does, is that going to be for everybody? And will they utilize that for the Star Wars hotel even more? I kind of think so. I'm not going to be that surprised if we don't roll into some, you know, magic band plus Star Wars hotel edition. For, I can see that. Yeah, they are supposed this, to have so, a special magic band for just for the Star Cruiser, right? Like everybody on the Star Cruiser is going to have a specific magic band. And, and I feel like it's going to be this themed. Mm. I, I just feel it, like it'll that. have the extras on it. It won't just be a, a plain magic. Yeah, band. it will be a magic band plus. Is kind of what I'm thinking. That would make it, it makes a lot more sense with this. You know, kind of go into Star Wars land and be able to do other things. Rather than just the the regular stuff, I mean, it kind of makes sense, especially because they they call it out now. the The bounty hunter one, I'm assuming, because they announced it with the Magic Band Plus, it will be something that even non hotel guests can do. But maybe they just add more of them or different ones. I, I think that's going to be kind of cool. But I, I think it's all been, you know, it's a it's a together thing. I feel like they they release this because they are going to use it. Yeah, Disney really did quite the news dump on uh, Friday this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they announced all kinds of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, so if you, by the way, if you're not a DVC member, uh, or I think annual pass holder might have an, uh, an early period too, uh, but I don't know when that one's going to be. But uh, the regular public, it's opening up to on October 28th um, for, for March 1st uh, and on. So, so. Damon, so they, I mean, see, I, I think Disney's like looking at it, and they think that it, things are going to be different enough by March first that you know people aren't going to be wearing masks and stuff anymore. Because I feel like it would be kind of ruin the, the 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 vibe, you know. I don't think that's the case. I think we'll see Disney people and employees wearing masks for quite some time. Well, I think they, I think they have the option not to at the moment. Oh, do they now? If they're vaccinated, yeah. Okay. If they're vaccinated, yeah. So yeah, you know, again, whatever the. Yeah, Disney wants to do isn't necessarily what I want to do for sure. Fair enough. So. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what the point value on this is and uh, what they're going to want to do. So yeah, I'm. What are we going to say? Go ahead. Uh, I'm still. I, I know you guys are saying it's going to be like three to five hundred. I'm seeing it around two two fifty myself. A per per person or total? Um, well, I think it's going to be a sliding scale. So it yeah, as as you get more people, fine. Uh, what do you what do you see for three adults, one child? Um, I see, I see high two hundreds at most, man. If that's the case though, everyone would want to do it, but not everyone has that kind of points though. (laughs) Who, who in, in theory, who doesn't have that point with a banked borrow regular use year, but everybody, but the other thing to factor in too, is that, you know, if, if for me, if I was to spend 200 points, that just wipes out another trip in the year, like for, for a two night stay. Are you willing to sacrifice what would normally be like a week long trip? I, I think that's going to be the breaking point for a lot of people. We'll see. I, I don't think it will be that low because I, I think I'm starting to agree with what Tom's saying too. Burning points this way because they can charge whatever they want. Easy, great way to burn points, especially if people are sitting on stacks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I know our friends that we travel with, again, you know, what they're doing with their contract, who knows, but they're sitting on a ton of points. Because, you know, they lost a bunch of points, but they haven't done anything. You know, if I decide to cancel my other trip, you know, I would have been sitting on a lot of points, too. But I'm just going to try to resell that. But, 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of people, Trevor, sitting on points. I mean, what are you mm-hmm. sitting on? I mean, how uh, many points could you be sitting on? That's got to be a I lot. I actually don't have a lot of points right now because, uh, or well, I will as of June. So, so yeah, I've, I've banked points from last year into this year, which is what we're using in February. So this next year, yeah, I'll have I'll have excess points, but not until after June. Yeah, but then you could, in theory, book. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I said I, I think it's going to be high, but we shall see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just like, I'm, I'm pulling up the charts right now. So like for uh three night, just to try to kind of, you know, get an idea here. Right. So a three night cruise in the Bahamas, right. If you use your points for it, 2021 point charts, let's look at, I don't know. Regular. Three adults and one child or even, well, I'm just adults. looking at this is, these are, these are per person, right? So per person it's, 117 to 121 during a regular time period. So, so call it even just call it 100, you're still talking 400 points. Yeah. For a family of four. Okay. Well. Assuming it's not going to be more expensive than a cruise, which it may be. Yeah. Yeah. It, it may be, it may be more expensive than a cruise. I, I would think it might be a little bit more. But, and if you look at like, I mean, if you look at peak points, like if you look at the highest, it's 153 to 211 per person. But that's a standard inside stateroom. That's like the lowest. That's garbage. Know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's going to be like 150 to 200 a person in my mind. That's what I'm thinking it's going to be at. But I don't know. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> All right. So, more. Anything else you guys want to mention about this before we talk about uh, talk about the Grand Floridian? Uh, no, but uh, I don't. Is there much to talk about here? I thought we already knew about them expanding we- the. Uh, the rooms we do Floridian. but yeah. they posted pictures of what it's going to look like mm-hmm. and some renderings here and and what the uh you know what the the, the different accommodations are going to be so you know it's going to be standard you know they're going to have uh just looks so boring does, see i thought it looked really <laughs> fancy man <laughs> it's too yeah it's grand Floridian. i mean it, that's what it, it, it can be it can be fancy and boring and, and that's you know i'm not surprising but it's just it's it's boring like I'd re- I don't know. Why not just stay somewhere else? Give me a little light. theming, man. Uh, give you a little what, David? Flair? A little theming. Theme, yeah. okay. I mean, this is just like being at home. Like, what's the difference? Yeah, I don't really see a lot of Disney theming in these pictures. But then again, maybe... I mean, it's not a super-themed hotel, but, like, give me yeah. something, man. Yeah. It does... I mean, it does look really nice. Um, but know, they I, are going to have, I, I, I mean, I like my house too. I mean, but this, you know what I mean? Like I get to stay at home. <laughs> I, I, I guess the point is, is, you know, if you, if you put this side by side with any other like nice hotel, would you be able to, yeah. you know, would you be able to say, tell me which one's the Disney hotel? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. no, but I would say it's probably nicer than most hotels I've stayed in even nice hotels. Yeah. Well, I think part of the news here too is that the studios are going to have two queen size beds and a day bed, so they're going to sleep five guests. They're going to be one of those studios that sleeps five, uh, so that's good. And then um, let's see, they're going to have the pull down beds from the wall, so that's good. Um, then of course they're going to have one bedroom, two bedrooms, and they're also going to have grand villas as well. So see, this says it's charming accents in the room include Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Victoria's theme silhouettes, and other artwork featuring Mary Poppins and Dumbo. We don't see any of that in these pictures. Yeah, where? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they haven't figured out where it's going to be yet. But I don't see any of it in these pictures at all. Yeah, yeah like I said, just just looking at these, these just look like any other hotel room. Like there's nothing. 
or I guess, okay, sorry. In the, in the one picture with the, the mint green couch with the Murphy bed couch, yeah. I can see there, it looks like there's a Mickey and a mini silhouette picture okay. in those cubbies. Yeah. But uh, like, other than that, there's, yeah, it, these look like this could be any hotel room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing is for sure, though, you're going to get some nice views, at least from some of these rooms. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah, the the location, you know, is is fantastic. It's just yeah. like Damon said, you know, you can stay other places, too. That's true. I mean, I th- I think maybe these are just the basic designs. Maybe, I'm sure they'll add more flair to it, but because c- I mean, they literally call that stuff out, but you don't see it anywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you would think it would be somewhere in there that they would show more of it, but it's not there. So I mean, I'm assuming that it'll be there at some point. I'm also just looking at the pull down day bed in the in the one room, and it kind of looks like uh, it's not really Mickey though. It's it's like a just a circle and two two circles on top of it. <laughs> well, I mean that, yeah. Hidden. But it's it's not Mickey though. It's a weird shape, so it it's not. It's definitely not. But yeah, I mean, look, like you said, they look nice, but they're not super Disney themed. So, all right. Well, let's see. That's really all I wanted to talk about with those. I, I didn't really have anything else with those. So. Well, let's talk food before I go. Okay, but can we do our ad really quick? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, can we though? Like, of course. <laughs> All right, so this ad is for DVC Rental Store. We talked about uh, renting from uh, from from DVC Rental Store earlier. So, the DVC Rental Store, a world of DVC company, offers magical vacations at incredible value. Save up to sixty percent off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as twenty five percent at the time of booking and a built in cancellation policy for every reservation. And as always, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 1-855-382-7368 and let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Okay, so you want to talk food, Damon? Yeah, let's talk about this. I should have put, him at the, put it at the end, I guess. I just... <laughs> did. You did put it at the end. I'm yeah, moving I, it up. Yeah. This uninspired food. What are you talking about? Uninspired food? No, they have it, a drink it, with a, a octopus, octopus in it. Yeah, yeah. It looks kind of nasty. Is actually, it real or is it? No, it's yeah. real. Yeah, it's yeah, real. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. I mean, I mean that's kind of gross. Cool. I'm not about it, but yeah. yeah so sure. this tomorrow Sunday. So let's start a Magic Kingdom with the Anti Gravity's Galactic Goodies. We have Uncle Orville's Big Beautiful tomorrow Sunday. I mean, it's served in a bathtub, but it's a Sunday, man. That's it. <laughs> I guess how big is the bathtub? Like, it it looks like it could be just like tiny, right? It looks super (laughs) tiny, man. Oh no! I read. I I, from what I've read, it was. It's actually really big. I think it's just the picture. Uninspired though. Uninspired. Uninspired. But all right, you're right. Be our guest restaurant with this squid's revenge drink. Man, pretty cool. It's got charred octopus and cucumber. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's inspired. I'm definitely not drinking it, but that's definitely kind of cool. Yeah, I'm not into it either. Um, Casey's Corner, press penny silk pie. We don't have a picture of that, but it sounds good. Maybe. And the Celebration hot dog. The, the, this, again, I don't do hot dogs. Well, because I don't do beef, but strawberry bacon jam, crisp funnel cake pieces, and powdered sugar. I'm on board with that, though. That sounds it's, good. It's that yeah. savory sweet thing, right? Like that, Yeah, I would that do that. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is just the Cinderella's Royal Table. This has some alcohol, champagne, and all that. Um, Columbia Harbor House. Happy Haunts Milkshake. 
blackberry milkshake. All right, I'm sold already. I'm good with that. Topped with purple chocolate glazed donuts covered in black sprinkles. I don't love things that are black, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely on board with that. So so just to stop you here for a second, I, I want to point out, you know, the like you said about these being inspired. The first one, yeah, you know, it was it was a Sunday served in a bathtub. So the only interesting thing about it was the fact that, you know, they made a bathtub shaped mm-hmm. container for it, right? Yeah. Like to your point, you know, these are, you know, they look interesting. It's not just, you know, hey, we put it in a different container or whatever. Of course. It's, mm-hmm. The food is actually like, hey, a blueberry milkshake, that's unusual. Blackberry. Or sorry, blackberry. Yeah. You know, it's not something that you get every day, so... And the Toad Burger. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Toad Burger. So, but so, yeah, so the milkshake's good. Let's see. So, Cosmic Rays, we have a burger topped with bacon and macaroni and cheese. Yeah, okay. You know, it's and, called and the Mission to Mars. I, with, with yeah, Sorry, yeah, with Cheetos. I, well, excuse I, me, not I Cheetos. Crushed cheese-flavored puffs. Get it right. Um, what were you going to say, Trevor? What were you I said, saying? I loved Mission to Mars. I, I don't know if you guys ever... Like, that was something from when I was a kid that I... Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed. It wasn't that like an looked, amazing attraction. It was just, it was cool. Yeah. Early but memories. That, that actually, that burger looks good. Yeah. And then the crystal palace just has a bunch of stuff. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> it's favorites then, on the buffet. Actually. Mm. Yeah. Walt was a very simple eater. He, he was like so, a very like meat and potatoes kind of guy. So, so the interesting thing there is that in Disneyland, we have the carnation cafe, which actually has a lot of Walt inspired food. So it sounds like they're trying to bring that to uh that's cool to disney world yeah yeah so friar's nook has the toad burger a mm-hmm. brat burger block served with a bun with lettuce tomato pickle american cheese but this is the one that like kind of looks cool yeah is that it, the one it that looks, looks like cool? a fa- it looks like a toad yeah looks like a toad, so that's cool I well thought out food yes yeah, it is skipper canteen has some fried rice okay yeah sure Chili garlic shrimp over yeah. pork fried rice and i, I know you I don't mean, i don't you like shrimp, don't so. shrimp right yeah, I don't do shrimp. Yeah, see, I, I would go for that. I would I would go to Skipper Canteen for and that. And then the outdoor kiosks have jumbo, jumbo, <laughs> dumbo churros. Dumbo jumbo with, churros? Yeah, jumbo dumbo churros <laughs> and peanut dust and chocolate dipping sauce. Like, that's cool. Okay. That sounds and good, yeah. The Royal 50th churro is rolled in strawberry sugar drizzled with marshmallow cream and shimmer sprinkles served with chocolate dipping sauce. Okay. Yeah, so- cool. So the only thing I'll say there is that's a lot of sugar, but it's not really like it just looks pretty, but it's not really doing anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, now they've taken these, these, the Sundays, like you said, and kind of taken it to a different level. I feel like with these next two, right. The banana boom, a banana split with popping candy and candy shooting star. Dude, that's, I know, but look, how it looks cool though. (laughs) Yeah, sure. They're, All right. they're they're trying a little bit more than the bathtub. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Plaza Restaurants has it's just another Sunday. Okay. <laughs> it looks again though. It looks cool. <laughs> See, feeds sure. four to so, six. Right? So it's called Cheers to Fifty Years, and then in brackets it should say Just Another Sunday. <laughs> exactly. It was the same thing with the storybook treats. A high ho Sunday. Okay, that's a Sunday. I mean, it's got chocolate gems. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, those, right. those candy rocks are okay, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to buy them Sunday for them. I feel like my teeth are going to break every time I eat them. Tony's <laughs> Town Square Restaurant has five alarm wings. All right, I mean, I guess maybe if I, I doubt that they're that hot, right? I, sweet and spicy not. heat. Okay. They're they're not five alarm if they're sweet and spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So at Animal Kingdom, Drink Walla, we have some sort of Mickey bar. With blue raspberry flavored coating. 
I mean, I, I get that. Like, I'm kind of cool with that, right? Yeah, like, they like that's, spiced that's up themed the at least. Yeah, they spiced yeah. up the standard Mickey bar. Yeah. Restaurantosaurus cheese fries with Walt's chili. And yeah, I'm out on that. But let's see. Walt's favorite chili on a foot long hot dog. Okay. I mean, same thing. But definitely trying with the chili there. I mean, they're forcing Walt's chili on everybody, but okay. Yep. A, I get it. <laughs> he was a man who liked the, to eat beans out of a can, even after he got rich. So <laughs> he ate Did, cold hot dogs. So yeah, he, he yeah. wasn't, he didn't have the most refined tastes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This next one. <sighs> that looks good though, right? 50th celebration chocolate ghetto. <sighs> ghetto. I think that's how you say it. It's ghetto. Yeah. It's cake. Yeah. I don't know. It's, <laughs> Almond praline. It's got liquor chocolate. sauce in it. Like that yeah. overpowers stuff for me sometimes. I mean, I would try it for sure. Um, but it's it would have tendons. to be, yeah, I would have to see how much the liquor taste prevails, kind of, sort of. But the glimmer, oh, now we're over at Hollywood Studios at the yeah. Trolley Car Cafe. Glimmer and Shimmer Pineapple Mousse. Yeah, I'm in on that, though. It looks like mm. a pineapple. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very interesting looking, and gotcha. it looks like it would be really good. Oh, the sponge cake, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matcha, yeah, I, I do matcha sponge cake. Coconut. I don't love matcha, but I'll do it. I definitely would do it for that. Maybe I'll just take that and throw it away. <laughs> yeah, you don't have but to it, eat but, it. You can, you can have the rest and you can ignore the matcha. It, the, the, the matcha does have, like, it's, you know, on a toasted coconut crisp with caramel cream. Like, I, it almost probably tastes more like coconut than anything anyway. And, and then I think the matcha is just that little, the, the top of the pineapple. Oh, is oh, it? I, see, I yeah. thought it was over to the side next to the uh, yeah, next to the that 50th sprouting thing. thing over to yeah. the the press pen. Well, maybe thing. I thought it was yeah. the green because I don't know what that green thing would be otherwise. Maybe it's just chocolate. colored pineapple mousse. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't know. Let's see. So Hollywood Brown Derby has filet mignon topped with an egg, just like the way Walt liked it. Like, okay, I, I get that. I'm not going to eat it, but I get it. Yeah, and some hash on the bottom too, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, if you think about it, this is a good way for them to sell the. <laughs> the more boring things like yeah you know it's a filet mignon with an egg right like that's not in and of itself super exciting but the fact that they're saying this is what walt used to eat walt that's likes how they're selling yeah. it <laughs> exactly yeah oh my goodness there's a ton of stuff all right i'm going way faster now I thought right, we're about halfway down yeah we're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're making good progress here. Yeah. yeah, I got three minutes, so we're gonna have to ramp it up here. All right, commissary. We got chocolate mousse. Raspberry, okay. dark chocolate mousse, chocolate almond cake, hazelnut crunch. I'm all for hazelnut crunch. Yeah, I, I, I could. I don't like cheesecake that much, but I've grown to like it a little bit more. All right, we're at Epcot Coral Reef Restaurant. Key lime tart. I like key lime. Mm-hmm. Always okay. in for key lime. Yeah, yeah, looks good too. The- and this is the Epcot experience has the iridescent croissant donut. Like, okay, you did a little something there. I'm, I love I'm croissant donuts too. Croissant. Donut. Yeah, and they did a little something. Yeah. Uh, last season. Le Cellier, um, chocolate mousse bar, mm, no caramel cookie dark chocolate, pizzas. no oh, good, man, no, no. I'm not even a big dark chocolate guy, but I love. I'm not really a dark chocolate Dude, guy that, either. That looks the most disappointing of all the things they're showing here. Of in this four square thing, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sunshine, sunshine seasons, a mini chocolate bun cake, dusted with iridescent shimmer. Okay, yeah, that's good. I like it. Wait, where's this pig? What's the pig? Is that down that's, farther? That's yeah, down, down further. further. Okay. So, yeah. Now so, we're at the springs? Yeah. Yeah, this is Emirates uh, with the, the, the cool the cake, cake that has... Yeah, that cake looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, vanilla chiffon cake, yeah. Okay. 
I don't. Yeah, know. with like the little rocks on the inside. Oh, I forget. Oh. They, there's a name for that. I forget what they call it. So yeah. blueberry cake jam or something is, like that. Uh, yeah. I don't love blueberries. I like blueberries by themselves, but I don't like them like in other desserts. I feel a little overpowering. Got blueberries. It. So then uh, the ganachery. Um, here's a bunch of chocolate. Yeah. Okay. Like fun. Cochina. Yeah. <laughs> a chocolate. The pignata. <laughs> this this looks fun. <laughs> I've always wanted to do one of those pinatas. They always they have those cool pinatas. I've always wanted to do one. Yeah, because it looks like a pig. It's kind of cool looking. Yeah, and then they give you a little hammer and you smash it open. Smash and it open. Yeah. It. I feel like that's going to go poorly for some families, but sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but it's a chocolate shell filled with oh, how do you say that? Cajeta, cajeta, mousse, tender cake, uh, crumble of chipotle bacon, candied orange, and what's Maria cookies? I don't know what that is, but sounds good. Yeah, I, I can see this going south when some overzealous child smashes it and it flies off the plate. David, are you saying that your kids would? Uh, <laughs> take a no, look at no, thing? I'm just just look. I'm looking at the rest of them to see if there's anything else I like. The boathouse with their pineapple upside down cake. Yeah, I do yeah, do, do the pineapple upside down, down cake. I'm good with that. Yeah. Chocolate mousse over at the Mara. Peanut butter banana pie. That sounds good. A sweet tart filled with peanut butter mousse and banana sauce. That sounds good. Yeah, that, that, that's the contemporary yep. cafe. Uh, uh, Braised lamb shank I'm out on. Yeah. Chicken dinner cupcake trio. Fried chicken apple fritter. Uh, vanilla buttercream. I don't know about that. Peas and carrots. Strawberry moonshine custard. White chocolate and M&M mini peas. Mock mashed potato, snicker mousse, cupcake. That's at I, least I creative. That's, that's weird. Yeah. That's creative. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of all over the place, actually. So so this is at P&J's uh, in Fort Wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. There's a, what is it? Vintage Minis Brown Betty Profiterol. Oh. So we're kind of jumping all over the place here just so that people... Yeah, understand. We're we're at the Grand spam cheddar Cafe now. Yeah, are you guys in that? I'm up. I'm up for spam cheddar biscuits with white gravy. That sounds delicious. Like a good spam. Yeah. Um, I think Dave's Captain not. Cooks. <laughs> Captain Cooks. Celebration cupcake, vanilla cupcake with Dole Whip. Okay, eh, that's pineapple <laughs> center. Yeah, kind yeah. kind of boring compared to everything else on yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got you. Your Polly's got to represent a little bit better here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I get. <laughs> I'm all for the Dole Whip, but you know, a yeah. cupcake with Dole Whip in it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Then we got 50 celebration cupcake, vanilla cupcake, cake flavored mousse, uh, caramel buttercream icing, garnished with crisp pearls, 50th anniversary sprinkles, and a whimsical gold Mickey. Um, that's that looks really good, to me. Looks very fancy. All right, and it's just we're almost at the end here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the petite the pit- stump cake. Yeah, stump cake, uh, chocolate birthday cake with buttercream filling. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. And the market, market at Ale and Compass, the fiftieth celebration tart. Is that okay? That's the one on the. Uh, that's right above right, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little dome there. Yeah. It's a cake mousse dome on top of milk chocolate mousse filled vanilla tart shell. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. So, and here's something I like that they've kind of done. Um, so this, these are available everywhere. Is the iridescent sip abrasion, which is a 
uh, premium lemonade uh, and strawberry punch served in a celebration cup. So this is something that um, it looks like they've got a couple of different designs here. Like you can get Pluto, Mini Mickey, and Donald. And so wait, are they, they're all the same flavors. They're just different colors. It looks like it, yeah. But but it's nice that it's you don't have to go somewhere specific for this, right? Like this is a this is an everywhere kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. And then the last thing they have in here is just the Mickey Mickey's premium ice cream bar has a new wrapper. Same same <laughs> same bar, just new wrapper. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> If I was going to get a, a Mickey bar, I would get a Mickey bar. I wouldn't care what, I mean, it could come in paper. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're just going to rip it off and throw it away anyway. Exactly. Like, I, like I, I'm okay. I like what they did with, with the one where they have a hand dipped one. That's got a different flavor on the top of it. Like that's cool. Yeah. You know, so to do something different like that. So overall, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I want to eat, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to, I'm only going to have a couple days, so I'm not going to be able to go eat all this, but I definitely want to eat some of it. That's for sure. Yeah. You'll, you'll have to prioritize and let us know what you find. I got to make a list. Yeah. So it's like we lost Damon. I know he had to go, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's okay. All right. So let's go back to where we were. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we were there. The next thing was the, uh, um, an Alexa like assistant is going to be appearing at the Disney resorts. Remember um, we so, talked about this like years ago, I feel like, right? Yeah. I, I, we, I think we had talked about, you know, we wanted to see something like this and, and the no, interesting I thing it was like a rumor that they were testing it. Yeah. And, and, but, but we also said, you know, it would be nice, you know, to have like that, that virtual assistant in the room. And that, yeah. that's actually what they're doing here is that it's, uh, um, it's, it, so it's going to be, um, they're using basically, uh, Amazon Echo devices. And, and this doesn't, uh, um, it, this doesn't just apply in the rooms. It, I guess you can actually use this at home as well. And at so, home is going to be a little bit of a different experience though. So. Yeah. But, but yeah. Th- I think the whole idea that they're getting to is, you know, they're, they're trying to make the experience, um, a little more tailored to, to each person. And, you know, if you think about like, you know, pe- people going to the resorts, wanting directions or, or wanting to, to do certain things. You, a lot of people are, are calling down to, to front desks or calling, you know, Disney hotline numbers, you know, 1-800 numbers or whatever. Yeah. Um, this takes a lot of that away because yep. you, you have a device there and you say, Hey, Disney, and then you, you tell it whatever you want. Like, you know, how do I get to, uh, animal kingdom or whatever? And then it will, you know, just like your, your, your Google home mini or, or Alexa or whatever, it, uh, it has all that stuff. Now, the, the one thing that I wonder though, is that will these in the rooms, will these be smart enough to understand who is staying in the room? I, from what I saw in the article, it seemed, well, they might be, I don't know. Maybe they figured out a way to do this, but, um, they, you know, you're not going to be able to like log into your Amazon account and connect it to it, but maybe like you're saying, if it's one of those devices that has a screen on it, maybe it'll say, you know, like welcome, whatever family, like they're doing on the resort TVs and, you know, and maybe know your specific plans, you know, cause like for, I have a Google home and, you know, it'll tell me what's on my calendar for the day in the morning. Like how great would it be if we're like, you're at magic kingdom today, magic kingdom opens at this time. You know what I mean? Like that would be cool if it was connected into your plans. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I'm thinking is if they, if they have a way to hook it into my Disney experience and then, you know, going a step further than that is if you want to make reservations and stuff, 
instead of you know I know we can do that through through my Disney experience on on the phone, yeah. but you know being able to you know talk to it and, and you know maybe maybe throw a question out to it like you know we want to have dinner here what are my options and then yeah. you can book a reservation right through uh through the the hey disney thing whatever they want to call it well and they give examples of you're going to be able to ask like what time is the park open where can i get italian food when's the next bus to epcot leaving my resort that's a cool one i think like if because i know when we're in our room we'll pull up the app and and look at you know what because it has now the bus you know schedule where the buses are and so like i'll be like oh, okay we need to leave our room in a minute if we want to catch this next bus like that'll be nice if you could just say that to it and it tells you but the thing i think i like the most is you can do things like order more blankets and towels to the room like that's awesome you don't have to call down to housekeeping anymore you could just say hey disney send me some towels <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that's great i love that yeah now now i guess the only so the the flip side of this, and, and this is something that kind of annoys me about like, you know, Facebook and Google Home and stuff is that, you know, sometimes they listen a little too much. Sure. So, you know, I, I guess that's the only downside I could see to this is that, you know, depending on the conversations you're having with your family, you know, they may, you know, I don't know, like if, if you're like, you know, you're, fa- you're talking with your family, but, you know, they want to do something, you know, your kids are saying, I want to go here. And and I, I guess I, I could see it backfiring because, you know, if your kids say, you know, I, I want to go to this thing, but, you know, you have plans somewhere else and you say no. But then it's like Disney keeps like advertising something that your kid was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I, I will say for those they did mention in the article for those worried about privacy, there is going to be a manual turn off switch for the microphone. So oh, okay, so you can turn it off if you if you don't want it uh, listening at any time. So there's that at least. Um, and they did also say just to be clear, customers don't log in with Amazon to use the experience, so no personal information is transmitted about the guests at all when they interact with it. Um, and so and they also said no audio is stored and all that. So. But they did say guests will have to opt in, uh, not opt out to use Hey Disney. So they're gonna people are gonna have to opt in to use it. In, initially, yes. So, yeah. so and that's the thing is you know like anything else that this is obviously gonna be piloted for a bit, and, and I yeah. would fully expect during that time, yeah, you'll you'll have people, um, uh, you know, having to willingly turn it on, which is fine, but. I can see it eventually getting to a point where this is something that's just turned on in every room by default. Sure. Yeah. And and kind of for the, you know, the initial reasons, like you said, you know, being able to get more towels and stuff like that. Um, I I can see Disney, you know, wanting to get to a point where they don't, they don't have to have somebody sitting there manning a phone, you know, for room service or for housekeeping or any of that kind of stuff. Right. Like it's, it's, it's a form of automation, which I'm all for. It's just being careful about not going too far with it. Sure. Sure. I I think this is great. I, I, this is going to make, you know, we always talk about like those magical things that make a Disney vacation different. And this is one of those things I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. this is the, the ability to do this kind of stuff. Cause I know for me, you know, and I've talked about this before, like in the morning when we're getting ready and everything, I just like to turn on the 
the the resort today channel right and and have the music playing in the background like this i'll be able to you know say hey play some parks music or something like that and you know i can just it'll play some music while we're getting ready in the morning or something you know like it'll be nice to have that kind of functionality and uh also just the the fact that it's going to be hooked into everything like that kind of like you said you know being part of the my disney experience where you could potentially book dining reservations or you know find out what your day looks like or find out when the park opens and closes you know or even you know with the genie plus service they 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 were actually specifically asked about genie plus if it was going to integrate with that somehow and they gave kind of one of those answers that's like a non-answer they were like well disney's always looking for new ways to uh, yeah it's gonna <laughs> keep looking for new ways to enhance this so we, we have some developers working on it and we'll let you know when we have something more concrete <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean i'm assuming they're probably gonna try to do that which is great too i mean these are all all good things i, I think and um like you said i think it'll take some stress off the cast members you know that are working on this stuff and uh and, and not having to answer phones as much anymore so yeah for sure i mean if, if you think about it like you know i get and i guess i i do work in it so i i understand that other side of it you know having to always be available to answer customer questions and stuff and yeah a lot of that stuff can be taken out of like, you know, it didn't need to be a phone caller and it didn't need to be a five minute conversation with somebody. It could have been solved by, yeah, you know, you know, if there was a way to send an online request or yeah, in this case, you know, through, you know, Hey Disney, you just tell it what you want and then it puts in the request and you don't have to think about it. So yep. yeah, it's, it is absolutely, um, it, it's going to overall benefit everybody. I think, you know, it's a, it's a win for, for people staying in the parks. Like you said, it's more, it's more magical, but, and then also it's going to, make cast members lives easier at the end of the day too so yeah i would hope so i would hope so yeah so this is cool i I think this is a neat announcement and like i said we talked about this years ago this was something they piloted a while ago so um you know neat thing that this is coming now and and by the way so this is going to be in all disney resort hotel rooms uh they're saying sometime in 2022 so which you know who knows when that could be (laughs) I mean, it seems like they, this is a pretty, I mean, this is pretty large scale thing, right? Just think of how many rooms they have. And I mean, given most of this is just, you know, plug it in and I, but I'm guessing that they're going to set these up in a specific way. So there's going to be a lot of uh, pre-work that they have to do for this. So, yeah. So, so it's, I mean, if like, I don't know if you have, uh, um, if you have anything like a, a Google home or anything like that, I have Google homes all over my house. Okay. So, so, (laughs) so, you know, like you, you have to, like, you want to configure it per different rooms, right? So, you know, think about like when you set up your Google home is, you know, it didn't take forever, but it was like, you know, you spend some time just getting everything working. Imagine, you know, magnify that by, you know, in a single building in a resort, there's what, like, you know, a couple hundred rooms potentially. Yeah. So yeah, you and have they to probably have to be personalized for that room. Like that exactly. that device needs to know that it's in room, whatever, you yeah. know, because if you're going to do things like ordering towels, you're going to need to know what room it's in. Right. So, um, I'm sure there's some sort of special, I mean, it seems like, you know, this is a big, this is a big opportunity for Amazon and for Disney to partner. And so, and it sounds like they've built a platform specifically for this based on the quotes with the, that we're seeing. So, um, you know, I'm trying to find the quote, but they were, they said something about how like they've never really done anything like this before at, at a scale like this. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, they, and that that says yeah, yeah. You can't just use like the regular like Amazon or Google app exactly. to configure this. You would need, 
you yeah you, you would need definitely a custom infrastructure for it and then again if if it is hooking into my disney experience and potentially genie plus um they have to factor all that in too so yeah and so what, what what the quote was is this is a solution that lets disney deploy and manage devices at scale and also create unique experiences to enhance the experience for guests so what they're saying is they built a completely custom experience for these devices so <laughs> Yeah, all, all right. looking forward to it. I mean, you know, I say I know they say 2022, but you know, I'm I'm going in February, so you know, there's hopeful. hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we David talked about it a little bit before, but uh, Disney also uh, announced Magic Band Plus, mm-hmm. which this confused me when I first saw it. Right, so I looked at it and I thought that they had made something attuned to a smartwatch, you know, with an actual screen on it. The more I looked at it, the more I, I realized that it's not a screen and it's just a specific image on the, on the band. Um, because I was like, man, they're going to do like a smartwatch thing that's going to be expensive. You know, like how much, how are they going to sell that? And then they're going to, it's going to have to be rechargeable. I think the thing that threw me off was the play like a bounty hunter in a galaxy far, far away and find virtual bounties. Like, in my mind, you need a screen to do that. Like, cause you need directions. Like, you can't just vibrate and light up, right? Like, you need. I don't know. I was confused by this completely, but I could be wrong. Maybe it does have a screen, but it looked to me like each design had its own different look on like the yeah. puck on the it, center like, part. Th- there's still magic bands at the end of the day. Like it's yeah. not so, so yeah, to, to that point it's, you know, if, if they wanted to sell an Apple watch, they would sell an Apple watch. Like you would get yeah. a Disney themed Apple watch, but you know, that's already a thing out in the market. So why would they, why would they go and reinvent that? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and we should go ahead. Sorry. We're gonna I, I was going to say, so, so yeah, to the, to that point, like, you know, you know, talking about like, oh, you know, if you had, you, you know, like interactive faces and everything on it, again, that can all be programmed through, through an Apple watch. So, so there's no point to it there. This, yeah, like you said, the, the more that we read about it or the more that, that we looked at is, you know, they're, they're definitely, they're taking, the base idea of the the magic band is just an RFID chip, but then you can add in things like LED lights. You can add in screens that you know react to when you scan or do certain things. But yeah, it's it's not near or it's kind of playing in a whole different area than smartwatches. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so what they're saying that this band is going to do is that uh, Magic Band Plus will come alive at various times with color-changing lights, haptic vibrations, and gesture recognition, which is interesting they say that because in the examples that they gave, they did not mention anything with the gestures, right? So they're saying this will enable you to, and I mentioned the bounty hunter thing, play like a bounty hunter in a galaxy far, far away, find virtual bounties throughout the Black Spire outpost. Now, it's interesting because I almost feel like you know, they talked so much before Galaxy's Edge opened up about these interactive experiences, right? Where you were going to develop a reputation and all that kind of stuff. I almost wonder if they... I don't want to say that they needed this to come along to make this work right, and it just took longer to develop than they thought it would, or... I don't know. They're just finding new ways to actually make this happen. But... Regardless, this also mentions interacting with the Disney Fab 50 character collection... Doesn't say how you're interacting with them, just says there's going to be some way to interact. And then experience nighttime spectaculars in a new way as you see your band light up and uh, complement the magic in the skies, including harmonious and enchantment. So this is going to like, 
I almost look at this as a, a different version of the light up ears that they had that went along with the show. Do you remember yeah, those? I, I was yeah, actually glow with the show, right? That. Yeah. Glow with the show, I think is what they were yes, called, right? Because we, I have a pair. Me too. I have a pair of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is like a magic band version of that kind of, right? So. Yeah. And I guess the only thing with her, so I, I get they're trying to sell that as, you know, oh, you'll experience the show in a new way. I'm not looking at my magic band when the fireworks are going on. That's true. Yeah. Like, and, and I guess the whole thing with the, with the ears was the idea was, or what they were pushing for was that a large enough amount of people in the audience had the ears so that it wasn't like you wearing the ears, you're not seeing what your ears are doing, but across the crowd you can see the the interaction and all that kind of stuff right which did work to some extent i mean they were fairly popular at the time yeah you but yeah once once they died off it didn't really work this is the same kind of thing as you know but i guess that maybe they're trying to to you know take that and tune it more to you know hey if if your magic band starts vibrating as you're watching a show you're gonna stop and look at it you know maybe there'll be you know fireworks going off or it'll be you know you know, color, you know, color synced to whatever's going on with the show. So yeah, I, I can see that, but you know, honestly to me that that interaction is probably the least interesting thing about it because, you know, like, you know, the other example they use, like the whole bounty hunter thing, that's more interesting to me is, you know, if the magic band becomes part of, I mean, they already do this with certain things like the, uh, the, the pirate adventure in Adventureland, like you, you scan your magic band and go and do things yeah. around the park. But if it's that next level where, you know, hey, you're just standing there and all of a sudden your, your, you know, your magic band starts talking or tells you, you know, you need to get over here to, because there's an event going on or something like that. Like that's, that's pretty cool. Like if, yeah. If, yeah. if they can, if they can customize it that much that it'll, uh, it'll, It'll kind of help, I guess, drive what you're doing. It's it's not so much like building a reputation, but it's like, you know, if if you like think of it this way is, you know, if you're standing in in Black Spire Outpost and like around the corner, there was something going on, but you had no way like if, if you just weren't paying attention yeah, and, you know, you could totally miss something that, you know, you would have otherwise been like, hey, you know, that was really cool or, you know, you know, like an interaction with stormtroopers or something like that. But if your magic band goes off and is like, Hey, there's some activity going on around here, you know, that prompts people to go, Hey, what is this? Right. You know, let's go check it out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. And I I think the thing that interests me the most about this is the, the gesture recognition part, right? Like, what are they going to do with that? I, I, I just, I mean, because there could be some cool stuff, right? Like I'm almost thinking like, like kind of what universal does with the Harry Potter wands, right. Where you can like do certain things with the wand and it makes stuff happen within the park. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's something they could do with this too. And I mean, I'm, I'm really thinking at this point of galaxy's edge because you know, what if the, the, the band could somehow recognize you trying to do like a, uh, you know, to like use the force or whatever, right? Like, and, and making stuff move, you know what I mean? Like, cause they have stuff in there that's interactive, but it's supposed to be through your phone. Right? Yeah. But I'm just wondering if there's a way for them to do that or I don't know. So sadly, my, like, so I, I know what you're saying about the wand, um, gestures, but the thing is, that's a wand and it's, yeah. You know, it's a little easier to gesture with a wand versus a Agreed, magic band, yes. which is on your wrist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so the first thing that went into my head was, well, you know, where where do you see 
you know, gestures with something on the wrist. I, sorry, I immediately went to Power Rangers where they have like the the <laughs> yeah. wrist things and they're doing like all the crazy like I could just imagine someone like waving their arms around like a power well, that's ranger. That's kind of what you yeah, that's kind of, I mean that's the last part of that where they hold out the the thing is kind of what you would do if you were pretending to use the force, right? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. I, I I'm just interested to see what that's going to involve. I mean, it's a cool idea. It means they're throwing some, you know, accelerometers in there and stuff, you know, to 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 figure out how this thing is working, right? Which they don't have in those now. Right. As far as I know, I don't think they have that stuff. No. There. Yeah. There's and I'm not. Oh, yeah. No, there's no accelerometers in there at the moment. Yeah. So because they're pretty. I mean, I'm going to say they're pretty dumb pieces of equipment because they are. They're not like super smart, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, the other side of this, too, is, you know, you know, they're they're offering these things up. And, and obviously with more moving parts comes um, more chances for failure. And, and I guess, you know, when it comes to, you know, the, the intent is, you know, a lot of us buy magic bands cause we enjoy them, but it's also supposed to be for kids. Yeah. Um, my concern, like you said, you know, if you start getting accelerometers and other things going in there is that if it becomes too fragile or breaks too easily that, you know, some, some kid bangs it on something and then it doesn't work anymore. I mean that yeah. that could be a bit of a turnoff. So hopefully well, they're they're as sturdy as the current magic bands. Yeah, and I mean these might not not might not be waterproof like the regular magic bands are. I mean yeah. they they probably will be. I mean you can make a cell phone waterproof. You can make one of these waterproof, right? But um I, I I'm I have a lot of questions about these things just in general. Like, you know, like I said, the gesture recognition, what are they gonna do with that? But I also wonder, you know, there's a lot more stuff in this. There's now lights, there's vibrations, there, you know, it's gonna be gesture recognition. So is it rechargeable? Is it you can you replace the batteries easily because you can't do those things currently in both magic bands? And I think, um, you know, in the new in the current ma- magic bands, but uh, in the new one, I feel like you'd have to be able to replace it or recharge it somehow. Yeah. Um, just based on the stuff, it seems like it's going to be able to do. Now, given like these are going to be LED lights, and you know, so maybe they'll have a battery that lasts for a couple years. But if somebody's going to be paying what I'm assuming is going to be north of fifty dollars for one of these, I'm just guessing. I don't really know. You don't I mean, want it to last for one or two trips. Yeah, you want it to last a long time, and I just—I don't know how much. How much do you think this is going to cost? Because I don't really know. When I thought I, it had a screen, I was thinking over a hundred dollars, but now I'm thinking maybe like fifty, sixty. Bucks. I, I'm I'm expecting yeah, it'll be around the fifty, sixty price point because yeah, yeah, it's you know it's definitely not your your standard Magic Band and with all the extra parts. And yeah, you you do bring up a good point about the battery because uh, you know the current batteries in them are, are designed, they last about two to three years, but all that's doing is just the, uh, the antenna. If you've got all the extra stuff going on, those batteries will drain a lot faster. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can't take the back off or if you can't, uh, if you can't replace it, then yeah, that's, that, that makes it a little less appetizing. Cause yeah, I I don't want to buy, like, I, I, I don't buy new magic bands every trip anymore like i do tend to reuse magic bands but you know if i was to buy one of these i i would be super annoyed if if i bought it and you know by the time i went a year later it's like oh your magic band is actually uh dead (laughs) yeah exactly like that would be really frustrating if that were the case you know i i think if it were like 50 dollars and they could promise me it lasted for five years i'd maybe be okay with it you know what i mean like or again like you said if it's if it has uh, a charging mechanism in it of some sort or the battery's rechargeable. Yeah. 
Or if it's replaceable, too. I mean, if it's one of those little yeah. button batteries you can just replace, then sure. Yeah. And you make it easy to do? Okay. I'm in. But... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm interested in this. I think it's a cool idea, and it's funny to me because I know you remember what the reaction was after they stopped uh, complimentary Magic Bands, which was, oh, they're getting rid of Magic Bands, and I'm like, well, they say specifically in their announcement they're not getting rid of Magic Bands, and the fact that they're going to come out with more Magic Bands, you know, and I, I think for some reason a lot of people the the message got across to people it's like, oh, well, they're not giving out free ones anymore, therefore Magic Bands going away. But I've always felt that. You know, first of all, like I said, they were upfront about it. They said we're gonna we're gonna continue making magic bands, they're gonna continue working, and we're gonna continue coming up with new designs. And I believed that because like I said before, I think these things are pure profit for them. You know, they you they charge you twenty bucks for a magic band that probably costs them less than a dollar to make. It's pure profit, right? So in my mind, it's like they're gonna keep doing these until and it, and also, by the way, it's it's the same technology that they're using with your phone, right? I mean it's the same kind of technology. So it's not really all that much diff- more difficult for them to offer magic bands right to continue yeah. doing it yeah so it's the the fact that they they added the phone capability that's just them expanding on that it's not yeah re- replacing one with another <laughs> i just think of it as more options like i i've yeah. noticed in a lot of their announcements lately that they're really playing up flexibility right they're trying to give people more flexibility so i look at it this way right they don't give them out for free anymore and i also think by the way part of the reason they're not giving them out for free besides the fact that they don't want to spend the money to do that is that people were accumulating an insane amount of magic bands for no reason mm-hmm. like you don't need 20 magic bands right I, like you just don't i've it's seen wasteful. the the pictures you know you know I, i'm not you know i'm not saying it's bad but i've seen pictures of people making like wreaths out of their the yeah. amount of magic bands that they have it's like you know good for you for finding another purpose for them but otherwise you know you would literally just have a drawer full of these bands right and 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 that was the yeah. problem is you know they were even talking about you know trying to figure out how to recycle them is that yeah you know the the, the sheer volume that they were handing out was not sustainable yeah, and that's, I mean, Disney is a company, whether you believe it or not, they put out environmental standards and they legitimately are trying to become, to, to not put waste into landfills anymore, right? Like that's a company goal and they do things to make that happen. And I personally think besides the cost factor that that's one of the reasons they stopped doing this is because it was just wasteful. Like they yeah. were just putting out so many. And so they put all the capabilities on your phone. They say, listen, if you want to use your phone, you can use your phone. You could do that for free. If you want the convenience of something on your wrist, you can buy that or you can use the ones that you've had over the years, you know, and then this is just another option. It's another premium option. Yeah. Hey, do you want to have something that's a little more interactive? You could pay a little bit more for that. You know, it's and it's I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing to have a free option. It's a good thing to have. You know, I personally, even though the cell phone is nice and convenient, I like to have the magic band. I find it very convenient to just tap things with my magic band. Yeah. But, you know, I also used my phone last time too for with my magic mobile and that was super easy too. So, uh, I'll admit, you know, I'm I'm not going to stop using my magic bands anytime soon. Yeah. Like it's the same kind of thing. It's like when I get there, I like yeah, I have my phone and really once I get in the room though, it's like, you know, I I use my magic band for everything. Like I even stopped uh Cause you know, previously we would, we would carry cash and I would like always have, and I still like, I have a, some cash on hand, Yeah. but, um, we found that like, I got myself set up and again, this is just specific to my situation is that, you know, we have, we have a, um, 
we have a credit card that is dedicated just for Disney trips because, you know, it's, it's an American dollars credit card because we're up in oh, Canada nice. here. So, so we have a separate card that is just for our Disney trips. We put everything on there and then pay it off so that, you know, we don't have to, it, it's a lot less thought, right? And then, yeah, when you're using the magic bands, it's not, you know, it, it's not worrying about, uh, Oh, well, you know, do I have my card with me? Do I have enough, you know, cash on me or whatever? I actually even, this is going back a ways is, you know, um, or like 2006 actually is, you know, um, we used to buy traveler's checks and that was, (laughs) that was a hundred times more stressful because, you know, you would go somewhere and most places in Disney would take traveler's checks, but it was always like that initial cashing of a traveler's check was like stressful you know, making sure they're like, well, you got to sign it, you got to do this and whatever. And then, and then, um, and then, yeah, you know, certain places it was like, you always had to have cash because, you know, some places just wouldn't accept it. Whereas now it's like the, the magic bands are so prevalent that like, I, I can't think of the last time where I actually ran into anywhere on property where it was like, oh, you know, I, I can't use my magic band for this. Like, like yeah, it's becoming yeah. less and less, like even like the, the the walk-up kiosk for like a churro and stuff those used to be cash and now they're you know they're all tied into magic bands or just yeah like you said use your phone the the one place i found that didn't take magic bands or didn't take cards and was cash only was on the boardwalk when they had the boardwalk games the boardwalk games were cash only for some reason and it Mm -hmm. drove me crazy because i'm like i don't have cash I'm using my, I want to use my magic band for this. Now, I don't know if that's the case anymore because this was a couple of years ago that we tried to do it. So it might not be. And, and when we were there the last time, it was closed anyway. So, <laughs> but, um, but you know, maybe they will in the future. But I just want to note here too, they, they specifically again, they say in this announcement, and I think this is partly just uh, sometimes people just don't believe what Disney's saying, right? But, they're saying current magic bands will continue to be available to along with complimentary Disney magic mobile service that extends magic band features such as park entry to smart devices. So they're telling you, you have options, right? We're yeah. still going to offer the regular magic bands. We're going to offer these new magic bands and you're going to have smart devices and we're going to continue doing all of those things. So I pick just, what works best for you. <laughs> exactly. Flexibility. I think they're realizing, and they probably see this in customer surveys, right? Because they they do a ton of surveys, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why they do this stuff. That flexibility is probably one of the most important things to to guests, right? And and whether you hate Genie Plus or not, a lot of that is flexibility, right? And it's yeah. That goes back to my point about the tr- the travelers' checks, right? Like it was, it, it used to be painful and stressful to to do this stuff. But yeah, you know, they've given so many options now that, yeah, you know, even if I didn't have my magic band, well, I, you know, I most likely have my phone on me. Well, or if, you know, worst case scenario, I have cash. So there's always, you never feel like you're in a position where you can't do something because you didn't bring the right funds with you right exactly exactly and from disney's point of view they want to make it easy, as easy as possible for you to spend money so <laughs> yeah of, <laughs> of they course i mean that's so. yeah that, you know it, it obviously benefits them but you know also talking about that uh guest experiences yeah if, you know if if i'm getting annoyed because you know i'm i'm having to exchange money and you know i end up with a bunch of cash on me that I don't necessarily want to carry around like, and then also, you know, you know, getting into change and all that, like it's, you know, if if they can remove that, it does make people happier all around. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I, I personally hate, like, um, I, I rarely get cash on anything anymore. Oh, but, no, I never have cash. But, never. like, a couple of times, like, in the last year, I think I can think of a handful of times where I, you know, I went somewhere and I paid cash. And then it's like you get back a handful of change and it's like, what do I do with this? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, I hate having uh, – I never have cash. Like, yeah. I, I, if I can pay somebody with Venmo or with PayPal or with, you know, a card of some sort, that's the way I go. I, I do not like having cash. So, um yeah. So anyway, yeah, you should go so, up to Canada because you know we we don't have uh, one one dollar bills up here. So you know you get you one and coins, two dollar right? coins. Yeah. So you know you get you can get back like fifteen dollars and change, and it'll all be coins. Oh man, that's 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 rough. I mean, we have one dollar coins here, but not not really. They're not really ubiquitous anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they they were taken over by card transactions. Yep. Yep. So the last thing we have on here is such a non-news item. I almost didn't even put it on here. <laughs> you, you, you think, I mean, it, it is news, but you, you, you don't think it's that important that Guardians of the Galaxy is opening in 2022? No. What bothers me about it is is the vagueness. They didn't even give us a season. They just said 2022. Right. <laughs> like, that's a lot of time period. You know? Like, that's crazy to me that they were just like, oh, it's, yeah, it's going to open in 2022. Okay, Cool. But when? <laughs> I, I think they're just trying to make sure because, you know, the, there's a couple of, of balls up in the air as far as, uh, you know, new attractions. And so there's there's this and there's Tron that, you know, people are wondering yeah, about. So so the fact that they announced this, obviously, um, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing as Ratatouille's. You know, for a long time, it was very up in the air, especially because of COVID and everything. This is at least giving people an idea that you know, Hey, guardians will be open. Could I mean, it could be early 2022. It's, it's hard to say, right? Like it's, well, you're right. It, it, it does leave itself open to, you know, this could mean, this could mean February. This could mean November. Yeah. I, I think the holdup actually at this point is not even construction so much as it is filming the sequences for the inside of the ride, because last I saw, they still have not filmed anything for this. Right. And, once they film it, they got to edit it together. Like, there's a lot of work that has to take place to make this happen, right? And I, I last I saw, because there was like a little bit of a, uh, not a controversy, there's a rumor going around that uh, Taika Waititi was going to direct the, the scenes for this because James Gunn was just too busy. And he came out and said, no, I'm the one that's going to be doing it. And it was like going to be, like, you know, future. <laughs> right. Thing. Like, it's not done yet. And I remember a couple months ago, he also tweeted that they haven't filmed it yet. So... You know, I think that's probably part of the holdup here is you got to get all these super famous people all together. Now, they're going to at some point be filming the next Guardians movie, but they still got to find time within that schedule to just film this for the ride. So I think that's a big part of it. Now, I do think it's interesting that they started releasing some of the some of the um some of like the story behind this right so like how they've they've basically re renamed uh the you know uh universal energy pavilion to the wonders of xandar pavilion and the idea is that xandar has like you know kind of made a like a, a pavilion on earth to show off their advanced technologies good yeah. story i like it yeah like, it makes yeah, sense the, like a planetarium with yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a cool idea. I mean, it's it's a neat neat idea, right? The Xandar Tourists Association or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good idea to come up with. Like, because they had to come up with some reason to put it in Epcot, right? And and this yeah. this is the way they did it. So, 
I, I did think it was interesting that they're they're they are constantly reiterating that uh you know this is a family friendly ride, right? So even though it's gonna be faster, it's not gonna be like super thrill ride, which I know is why Damon hates it. Mm-hmm. Um but um but no, I mean I think there's some interesting things going on here and I, I just I feel like it's a non news item only because it's just so vague and I just wanna know when, what time of year, you know, instead of just like vaguely twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know what you're saying there too. I I agree because like part of me goes, "Hey, I'm I'm going in February. It would be nice if this was also on the list." But I, I mean, you're going sooner than I am. But I am, yeah. Uh, you know, my thing is, is I've already got a bunch of stuff that I haven't seen in the last, you know, eighteen months. So. <laughs> You got a lot to catch up on, but, yeah. You know, namely Rise of the Resistance, you got to get done. So. Yeah, I mean, there's Rise, <laughs> there's there's Mickey, there's Ratatouille. Yeah. So, so yeah, for me, it's like you know, if if this did happen to be open, great, but I've got enough to do otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Space two twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, space two twenty. I mean, basically all. Yeah, like we said earlier, you know, all of Epcot is at a yeah. point now where it's it's becoming really interesting and in a, in a park that you really want to be in. Um, not that it wasn't before, it's just when all the construction was going on, it was, it was hard to get around there. And especially the, the former future world, which is now, I guess, celebration, nature and discovery are the three yeah, communities over there. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, now that that's all kind of coming to an end, you know, I really want to go in there and see what this is all about and yeah, I mean, I think uh, I like the fact that, uh, you know, people people go on about, well, you know, bringing something like Guardians into Epcot doesn't make sense. But because of where they put it, which is in the uh, sorry, it's not Discovery. What is the what is the name of that pavilion? Oh, I, I, gotta think, look I think up. it is, isn't it? Is it? Um, so, yeah. so I'm just going to look yeah. up Epcot neighborhoods. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just Googled it too. Yeah, it's World Discovery. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, so the fact that it's in Discovery um, means that, you, you know, that that's kind of the um, science fiction part of it, I guess. Or it's, it's, Ish, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's almost like Tomorrowland. Like, if you, if you think about it, is that, you know, that, you know, Epcot, it was supposed to be talking about, you know, experimental prototype community of tomorrow, right? Which is the overall theme. But, you know, that there is different aspects of it. You know, the, there's, you know, showing off different cultures, they're showing off nature and, and the world. And, but then there's also the, the theoretical and what could be. And, you know, having, you know, you know, the idea of Xandar having, uh, you know, a, a pavilion in Epcot is kind of like, like that's implying, like, you know, what if, you know, we were capable of space traveling, you had other worlds coming here, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so, and again, I know it's, it's, you know, they're, you know, they're tying it into a Marvel IP and all that, but it's still, I, I can suspend my disbelief long enough to say, yeah, that, that could make sense in Epcot and it's another ride, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, but like you said though, like if you think of what's going to be over there now, right, it's going to be test track, it's uh mission space, and then eventually the play pavilion, which we heard nothing about. Yep. And then this ride, right? So you've got some, some themes there, like the play pavilion is going to be kind of, I don't want to say futuristic, but it's going to be like, you know, it, the fut- like, yeah, like a gaming kind of, it, go ahead, sorry. Fictional. It, it's, it, yeah, fictional. That's, that's the whole point is that, you know, there is room for fictional and fantasy and, and, imagination outside of the imagination pavilion but you know more imagination 
going on within Epcot, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I I'm 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 looking forward to to this. You know, I might actually even go on it too. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I and we'll we'll go ahead and wrap this up, but I'm I'm sure some people are like, I can't believe they're not talking about harmon harmonious and enchantment. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not going to give my thoughts on it until I see it in person. That's it. Yeah. Similarly, you know, I, I know that there was the previews for it, but um, like I said on the discord is, and you know, I'm not, you know, everyone has their own opinions on this. So don't take what I'm saying here as, you know, right or wrong, but I've already committed to uh, I, I'm paying for a trip to go to Disney world and see this stuff live. I don't really want to, um, I don't want to, corrupt that by watching a YouTube version of it and building up an idea of it in my head based on what I saw on YouTube, because you're not seeing the whole show, right? No, you're seeing what they decide to show you. Right. So, which isn't like they're purposely leaving stuff out, but there's, you can't really gain the scope of an outside activity like that. That's happening in the sky and on the ground and everywhere you know, uh, through a camera, you just, it's, it's just mm-hmm. too difficult to do. And I, I also just think it's, I, you know, I've seen a lot of the reaction to these things and I'm in no way surprised because yep. this is exactly what happened when happily ever after premiered. And everybody was like, Oh, it's not nearly as good as wishes. This is terrible. What a, what a miss. And they're saying the same things about enchantment. And I'm just like history repeating itself. We've talked about this so many so, times too, how this happens every time they debut something and, new. And and that's where, so sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to correct what you said there. As you say, everybody says it wasn't the same. Not a, yeah, You're not I, hearing yeah, not everybody. A, what you're hearing is a vocal minority that happens right, to, yes. you know, be making, they're making the most noise. It's always the people who dislike something that make yeah. the most noise. And I'm sure there's, there's just as many people out there that liked it, but they're not going to say anything because yeah, they liked it, right? So. Well, and there's lots of people that hated Illuminations, right? Like, there's a lot of people that didn't like Illuminations, right? Yeah. And then there's a lot of people that didn't like Wishes. And But truth be told, if you if Disney tomorrow was like, all right, you know what? Everyone didn't really like Enchantment. We're going to go back to Wishes. You'd have, like, 60% of the people go, like, why? Why are you doing that? That's old and not nearly as good as this other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you would have no it go the other do, way. You can't win. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is, it's not so much about the show. It's that change happened. And and, yes. And as far, you know, I'll reserve my my judgment on it for when I see it in person. But the thing is is that I I'm trying not to to do this as much as, you know, people say, "Well, which show is better?" And yeah. Can't, yeah, yeah and and it, it's like, "Well, I mean, that's entirely subjective." And you know, I can think that Happily Ever After is better than Enchantment, and maybe I will. You know, that that may be my opinion on it, but you know, both, both have their own merits and, and I wish that, you know, people always love trying to put everything on a scale, right? It, I I guess it's, it simplifies things that way, but, you know, maybe, you know, enchantment might be that, you know, it's not necessarily a better show than, than happily ever after. It may just be different. And, and, the thing about that is, you know, not every show is going to be better than the last. And maybe that this one sure. is not better than the last one, but then something else will come along and maybe that will be better. Right. Yeah. Just, just wait four years from now when they replace uh enchantment and everybody's like, Oh, it's, we're yeah. going to miss it so when everyone's much. Used to it, then they'll go, oh it's, yeah. It was terrible. That <laughs> yeah. you got rid of like it. they're doing now with happily ever after yeah. when half the people hated happily, happily ever after when it came out. So, you know, 
I don't know. I, it's, I, I thought it was amazing from the get-go, but that's just me. <laughs> listen, I agree. And, you know, I had my feelings about Harmonious, and I that was the one I decided to watch because I just couldn't help myself. And I, I just don't understand the opposite reaction to it because I... I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I loved Illuminations too, and Illuminations was—it's just a different—it's a different thing. I mean, Illuminations was a lot simpler. It wasn't about fireworks either. Then that's what the the interesting thing to me is the people complaining about lack of fireworks. It's like Illuminations was not about fireworks. It was, yeah. you know, it was about fountains and lights and and you know a spinning globe. And were there fireworks? Yes, but it was not a fire. I mean, it was you know. It was not fireworks centric. It was it was more about, and I was thinking to myself too about like, man, you know, you've told me about how, and I've heard about from so many people how great like World of Color is at Disneyland, right? And to me, it's like the Harmonious is like the next level of of World of Color, right? Yeah, you, you you do not need fireworks to make an amazing show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, people are like comparing this stuff to like you know to to Rivers of Light, which again was a show not about fireworks, and I just like. You know, I mean, it doesn't always have to be about fireworks to be lovely and beautiful and amazing to watch. And, you know, and that's, that's kind of how I felt about it. But, and, and, but even then I thought there were a lot of fireworks. So I just didn't know what people are talking about. It's very confusing to me. But again, I said I wasn't going to give my opinion and I just did. But, well, you know, um, yeah, let's, you know, let's I, talk I about it, it because, yeah, you know, it's yeah. better to get it out there. And, you know, I think the thing is, is that, you know, People like when it comes to these shows, um, people want to, um, or it's hard to just look at it in the moment, I guess. Yeah. Is, I, I don't know if that's the right words around is that, you know, you know, when, when you go into a show, you, you have to kind of understand what the intent was of the person designing it and presenting it. And this isn't just with Disney. This is with anything is that, you know, if you, if you want to enjoy something, you have to kind of not go in with any expectations. Yeah. And, and and that's, that's what I always try to do with these shows is that I know Disney wants to tell a story and they want to present something a certain way. And, and it's not like, I shouldn't expect that it's going to be like, Oh, this is going to be amazing story. This is going to be like phantasmic or whatever, because the second that you do that, you're already tainting the experience because you're, you're setting expectations on what you think it should be. Yeah, to your point, I do think that's part of the problem here is that expectations were very high, right? Like to, yeah. the, to the point where you probably couldn't meet those expectations no matter what you did, right? And, and like, that's the that's, danger. That's part of the problem, right? Yeah, th- yeah. Th- that is exactly the danger is that when you start, uh, um, when you start setting expectations or when people say, you know, this is going to be the best show ever. You know, yeah. that's, that's already putting a thing in people's minds and you're, you're setting everyone up for disappointment. Of course, so, yeah. so when it comes to these shows, like I, all I know is that this is a nighttime show. Disney is celebrating their 50th and, you know, these shows are there to help, you know, bring us into the next era of Disney, whatever that happens to be. So, yeah. you know, I will go watch these shows and I will, you know, I'll, I'm sure when, after I watch them, you know, I'll we'll we'll probably have our comments on it that you know, hey, I liked this better about Happily Ever After. Sure. I like this better in Enchantment, but I'm not gonna. I won't go so far as to make a sweeping decision on you know this is this is the worst show ever. Like that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and and to that end too, it's like you know for for anything that you do that is creative, like 
when you get into creative and art and, and that kind of stuff, like, you know, making those, those sweeping decisions on it or, or just, you know, saying to somebody, you know, Hey, th- this thing is complete garbage. Like you, you're kind of, it's kind of disrespectful to the person who put all that energy into something creative. Oh, yeah. Like, and I guess I kind of put it the other way is that if somebody is, you know, if they're putting all this energy into something and somebody comes along and kind of does that, you know, backseat driver, you know, well, this is, you know, this is the worst thing ever, you know, then it's like, well, then you do better. Yeah, like exactly. if, if you're telling, you know, Disney that, you know, this is the worst fireworks show ever. So what have you done? Like, like, are you going to prove that you know how to do a better fireworks show? Well, I mean, there are some people too, that are just, some of this is still nostalgia, right? It's just people want this, the thing they were used to. They want illuminations back. They want wishes back. Even if like objectively, you can't objectively look at wishes versus happily ever after and tell me that wishes was a better show. Right, like it's it, it it was a better show because it uh, resonated emotionally with people, and it was something that was there for a long time. Mm-hmm. But like technology wise, fireworks wise, entertainment wise, like it's just way better. Happily ever after is just way better than wishes. So I mean, but listen, everybody has their opinion. I get it, and I don't want to like say anybody's opinion on this stuff is wrong. I just I think sometimes our opinions get get um. I don't even know what you would say. Get, get get polluted with, you know, nostalgia or with, you know, well, expectations and, or, you know. It's, and dealing I think in absolutes what is what it yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, that, you know, exactly. people, you know, opinions turn into, you know, pe- people take it as a fact almost. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, you know, factually, no, none of these are better than one another because they're all different shows and you, you can't, there there's no scale that says, you know, you know, here's all the things that make up a show and you have to compare on all of these attributes. Like it's not that yeah. objective. So, well, and I, you know, listen, I know I'm going to like all these things cause I liked rivers of light and nobody liked that thing. So <laughs> I can just enjoy a nice show, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need everything to explode and I don't need, you know what I mean? Like, I just but- don't need that. I, you know, I I I'm, I can marvel at the technology of something, at the 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 coherence of something, the the art of something. I just don't, you know, I don't need car crashes every five seconds to be entertained. You know, <laughs> and and that's that's what I was getting at. Is yeah, you you can be just in the moment of the show and not have to, you know, be comparing it to anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this. Anyway, up. yeah, let's. Uh, with, that with thing we that weren't going to talk about, and then we just talked about it. For yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, so so we're not going to talk about something, but let's go on about it for ten fifteen minutes. So yeah, exactly. That's what happens, right? But let's wrap it up anyway. All right. So as usual, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you know, keep those emails coming. Keep talking to us. We we love hearing from you guys, and. Uh, you know, we think it's great that our, our listeners uh, want to reach out to us as much as they do. If uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can find us there as Welcome Home Podcast. And you can also join the uh, the um, waitlist group, Welcome Home Disney Waitlist, and uh, be part of the conversation that, you know, things that we've been talking about on the show. This is how we get a lot of our listeners' questions is from the Facebook group. And, and there's um, – it's not just – us talking in there we actually we have a lot of great people in the group that uh you know they all bring different things to the conversation and um you know you you can hear a lot of different opinions but it's also uh very respectful we we want to make sure that uh 
that you know everyone is respecting one another so you know if, if you're interested in that please come check it out and if you also want to uh, find us on youtube or instagram youtube is welcome home podcast and instagram is welcome home picks those are the best places to subscribe to us for things coming up like our live show you'll be able to find that on youtube uh whenever we are getting back to the park so obviously tom's got uh, a trip coming up here as we get back into uh you know things getting to normal again those will be uh those will become more active than they have been for the last year just because we haven't yeah. been able to do anything and honestly i don't think you guys want to you know just watch videos of us sitting at home doing stuff i, I think that would maybe, be boring maybe they do maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe they do i don't know i i, I, well, I don't even want to do those things so yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah i'm not i mean yeah you, you guys could watch me play vr games i guess if if yeah. you're interested <laughs> yeah no probably not um, yeah. So, so yeah, as we said, you know, more Disney stuff is going to be coming as we get back to the park. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, also, if, uh, you guys are interested in some merchandise, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and, uh, look for things like, uh, fanny packs, there's mugs, t-shirts. If you're interested in getting some merch to, to help support us, um, that, uh, that's one of the ways that, uh, helps us do cool things like the haunted river country shirt and, yeah things that we have coming that uh you guys will hear about soon so you know we we do take the the money that we get from from this and it goes back to us um trying to be creative and fun with the podcast so you know keep that in mind too if you guys are are looking to purchase something is that it's not just you know we're we're not just pocketing the money we're actually putting it back into the podcast um also in the same yeah, the, vein, the, the boat that I bought uh, has nothing to do with with the podcast. I didn't spend podcast money on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you're listening right now, the store is currently down. We're having some technical problems. We're going to get it back up again. So if you can't get on it now, please check back in a few days. We're, we're working on it. Yeah, so, it's uh, yeah. But, ho- hopefully, we can get that fixed sooner than later. But if it's still down by the time this comes out, then yes, there's technical issues. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but it, that's that's the store provider which yeah. things happen. We can't control. We but, can't control. Yeah. But alternately, if uh, if you can't get to the store, you could also look at Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod, and you can uh, look at uh, subscribing to our different levels of Patreon, which do have uh, uh, some of them do have merchandise attached to them as well. So, you know, if, you, if you're interested in that, um, go check that out and keep in mind that the Patreon uh, subscription merch is actually different from the stuff we sell in the store. It's, it's an exclusive logo, for our patreon so uh if if you want that um definitely go check it out and last yeah, and plus you get a, okay sorry. no go ahead no say it. <laughs> i was gonna say plus you get access to the discord which uh has been very fun uh it's the discord you get a little bit more of a i feel like a personal side of us where we we talk a little bit more uh freely about stuff i think in the discord than anywhere else so yeah it's it's a little i mean you know we, we do definitely chat on facebook but uh yeah, Discord is, uh, it's a little, like you said, it's a little more focused, I guess. And, and you know, we have specific channels for, for different things and all that. So, yeah, if you guys, yeah, if, if you want into the Discord, you know, have a look at uh, subscribing to Patreon. And last but not least, if you guys uh, want to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, you know, you know, definitely more five-star reviews would be better because Tom wants to see the number go up. <laughs> and, but, you know, also we, we like the constructive <laughs> feedback and, and uh, yeah, so, so please consider leaving us a review if you guys haven't already done so.
And uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app uh, that's available out there. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that's Disney and DVC. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a Disney representative or DVC representative for more information about anything we talked about today today huge thank you to dvc rental store for sponsoring this episode as always thank you for their partnership and uh and hopefully uh we'll we'll get them back on sometime soon here uh, once damon rents out his points like he's probably gonna do so uh join us next time for more disney parks discussion of course more dvc talk we hope to see you all over soon.